0: What up, everybody? This is Jason Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored.
1: And I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen.
0: And Giovanni is out sick today. Yes, he is. May he get well in peace. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I wanted to start by saying, if you're watching the show, we now are on iTunes and Google Play, so you could go and subscribe to Mm -hmm. our podcast, and when we get 100,000 subscribers, we'll add another day. Mm -hmm. So we had a really wild week last week.
1: yes. And people
0: listening, I just wanted to... Start the show off by addressing a lot of the concerns, but more importantly, you know, check in with you. Are you OK? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm physically OK. Um, and, you know, for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, our guest last week, Boonk, um, pulled the gun out into this in the studio. Um, and so we all had very d- different reactions sure. to it. Um Everybody in the comments was like, Melissa looks like she's completely over it. I honestly, I couldn't see what was going on. But then when I did, it, it was a suspended state of reality for me. Like it almost didn't seem real. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I've never really, I've never held a gun in my hand. So I was literally looking at it like, is that real? And then I was like, that looks real. And I was like, where's the safety? His fingers on the trigger, oh fuck so Somebody's gonna get and so let it, me you know? say
0: that um and and I've talked on the show very openly about being a, uh, being shot before mm-hmm. and watching my brother die mm-hmm. so I want to be clear that my reaction to it was literally surprised yeah um I didn't know that he was coming in here with a gun and nor would I support inviting guests that bring weapons we don't even want uh, celebrity securities to have weapons right. we never honestly I never even thought of a guest bringing a gun mm-hmm. when he walked in and pulled the gun out I was shocked surprised but the thing that came over me immediately was just keep everything as normal as possible because yeah. we don't have weapons we don't have security and chicago left really fast and yeah. there's not enough time for help to get here exactly um i won't say that i was terrified because you know what's sad is i grew up in a very violent community mm-hmm. like a lot of people that listen to the show mm-hmm. and so i'm sure that you know people who've been around guns a lot or have been a victim of gun violence they don't necessarily react a way that somebody like maybe you have that hasn't. And so for me, I saw it and I just wanted to keep it as normal as possible. And throughout the entire interview, I kept saying to myself, okay, like just keep it funny, keep it light, keep him comfortable. And that I think we did a good job and nobody was hurt. The second part of the whole week last week is escape walked out. Right. Um, And then, you know, because of the whole TI thing. And then we had, you know, another guest. So we had three interviews back to back. We had a really rushed schedule we had a guest come in with a gun that we didn't know, and we had escape, walk out, and cancel the interview. So it was not a normal day. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, I don't think the reaction was normal, but I just want to be very clear. None of our intentions were at all to support gun violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to address another thing. People were saying, You guys interview real celebrities. Why are you interviewing him? Stop making stupid people famous. Mm. If you guys, you guys out there who are watching the show or listening in your car, or wherever the fuck you are, this guy has 4.1 million followers. Mm-hmm. In my mind, what I've been doing, and you can see over the course of the last few months, is trying to bridge the gap between social influencers or social celebrities and celebrities. So mm-hmm. bringing Kway and La in. Mm-hmm. Great interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, bringing Kendall Kendall in. Mm-hmm. Uh, bringing Dan and Nick in. Mm-hmm. You know, and so Bunk to me is somebody who does have 4.1 million followers. So mm-hmm. for whatever reason, his shit goes viral. And uh, it made sense at the time to continue with the rhythm of bringing these people in. Um, I don't think we need to send out a rule. I didn't think we need to send out a rule book that don't bring a weapon, don't mm-hmm. pull out a weapon and don't point a weapon at the host. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel in fear of my life. I didn't call 9 I didn't file charges. But Bunk just is not ever going to be back on the show. Right. So we hear the comments. We hear what you're saying. We agree with you. Uh I, I don't agree that it was a bad decision to bring him in Because we are in the business of interviewing people And mm-hmm. if you make them famous or you make them trend We're going to get them
1: For the most part Yes
0: No, Daniel, Danielle Bergoli, the Catch Me On Side girl I would interview her
1: mm.
0: Now people would say, oh, you're not moving the culture forward Listen, BET.com, Essence.com, Ebony.com If you want all things black excellence Go find those pages mm-hmm. Hollywood Unlocked is about finding what's trending and so some people would say, "Well, that's you know, don't give them the platform. Don't give them the platform. You guys give them the platform. You give them the attention. We talk to them.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know that there's a problem with that."
1: Yeah. What well, do you think? I know. I definitely made that point in, um, you know, when I posted and captioned the event unfolding, um, that you know that the conversation really actually is, "Why is this person famous?" Why does this person have 4.1 million followers? Um, it's because people are in, in like to be entertained by train wrecks and, you know, fuck shit. That's basically it. We are entertained by stupid shit that panders to the lowest common denominator. You can't escape it. You, we all want to think of ourselves in an elite manner, you know, and that we're holier than thou. No, we all get our, you know, freak on in different ways and we're all entertained by, by bullshit. So that's how he got in the door. Um, that's just basically That's how it. people
0: get record deals. That's yeah. how people get um, uh, posting deals. I mean, you have a girl online right now, Whoa Vicky, that we post on Hollywood Online.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll be honest with you. I post her because I know it bothers people.
1: <laughs> yeah. I
0: post this girl. She's a white girl who yeah. thinks she's black.
1: She's Yeah, she's 2% black. That's what she says.
0: Because she found out on Ancestry.com.
1: Right. 2%.
0: And she's pregnant with a baby named Tyrone. And she even showed us the tattoo she put on her body of Tyrone, but and she spelled it beautiful.
1: Wait, hold on one second here. She she's, preg- t- she's pregnant with a but with a baby from a guy named Tyrone, or is the baby named Tyrone? Her baby's
0: name is Tyrone. <laughs> okay. Now, mind you, okay. I personally,
1: <laughs> I hate the girl. Uh-huh. I
0: actually have unfollowed her a few times, but then followed her back. Why? Because she pisses people off. So I post her to piss people <laughs> off. Now, some people, again, they would say, well, Jason, you have a responsibility to the black culture and to, you know, humanity to, to do better with your platform. Listen, we post stuff about kids going to Harvard. Nobody cares. We post stuff about people donating their livelihood to a, a, a good cause or helping an old person across the street. Nobody cares. Mm. The minute I post, whoa, Vicky and her pregnancy with baby Tyrone, it goes viral. Mm-hmm. I blame you, the mm-hmm. audience. Mm-hmm. I blame you. If you want to change it, start investing your time and energy and commentary in things that matter. Mm-hmm. If I post you
1: mm-hmm.
0: with the unicorn fan club shirt mm-hmm. with the beautiful lipstick lined mm-hmm. up and the glasses and the hair mm-hmm. and everything beautiful yeah. on Hollywood Unlocked, they'll be like, we don't want to see this bitch. Yeah. If I post a throwback Thursday photo of you and your ass out, yeah. She's always been the baddest one. She's the one. Love her, love her, love her. Yeah. So I just say again, this is an opportunity, I think, to create a conversation for everybody listening, everybody participating. We love your comments, good or bad. We love your criticism. Mm -hmm. Those of you saying we're never watching Hollywood Unlocked again, thank you for coming back and watching the show because you know you're not (laughs) going to stop watching, right? Um, So let's stop threatening each other. Let's have a less abusive relationship, okay? (laughs) Stop saying you're not going to come back because you're going to come back. Mm -hmm. I think that if you don't like one of our interviews, don't watch it. Yeah. Just don't.
1: Just go back and watch, I don't know, the Tank interview. That's all. That's my favorite. still to this day.
0: Yeah, or go watch The Breakfast Club or go watch fucking Ball Alerts. I'm not a hater. I want you to consume whatever gets you off. Mm -hmm. We're going to continue to give you good interviews. You know, I am not apologetic about bringing Boonk in here. I'm apologetic to you and to Giovanni and my team for creating an atmosphere that wasn't that safe, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know that the guy had a gun.
1: Mm.
0: Thankfully, he pointed at me and not pointed at none of you. And thankfully, he did not pull the trigger.
1: I was, i at first, I thought, he's going to shoot himself in the dick. Like, that was first, you know, that was the first thought. And then I was like, no, it's probably going to go off, ricochet against the wall, and hit somebody in this room. Like... That was literally all the thoughts going through my head. But I agree with you in terms of wanting to lighten up the situation. You got to. And, you know, I've been doing this. I've been in the business for almost 20 years. And I can't tell you how many minefields I've had to step over. You know, where people don't know what's going on in the peripheral. And literally it's like chaos happening. But you have to be, you know, the eye of the storm. You have to be completely calm. And you've got to just kind of let your you know your professionalism your professional integrity take over and just do what you think is right nobody can really give you that answer as to what is the right thing to do call the cops file a police report maybe or maybe not right you know and
0: and listen it's not even if he wanted to shoot me accidental shootings happen all the time yeah and what people have to realize is that having been shot i'll just tell you the story about when i got shot mm-hmm. so i was at a car wash with my brother And I'm sitting in the car listening to Janet Jackson's Mm. Anytime, Anyplace. I love that song. (laughs) And I remember saying to myself, this motherfucker is taking forever to wash this goddamn car. So I got out to go talk to him. And literally, he was cleaning the wheel, cleaning his tire. And literally, when I went to go talk to him, I get shot in my leg. Well, I don't know that I got shot. My leg just blew up. Like, my pants, everything just blew up. And it was really loud. And it was close to 4th of July. So I thought maybe it was fireworks. Somebody's playing a trick. Somebody threw a... M-80 um, bomb yeah, on me.
1: Yeah.
0: So I said to him, like, who the fuck just threw this M-80 bomb, right? And then this guy runs around the corner, and he's like, you shot me, and he's bleeding. Like, his hand, his blood is just squirting out of his hand. I'm like, I shot you. motherfucker!" Somebody threw a bomb on me, so I thought maybe somebody threw a bomb on him. I don't... It's happening so fast. Yeah. Same with the boom thing. It's yeah. happening so fast. Yeah. The second gunshot went off, Um. and then... um, Across the street, the 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 store, the grocery store window just shattered and all the glass, just this big-ass glass just mm-hmm. fell. And at that point, I realized, oh, shit, we're getting shot at. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know where the bullets were coming from. Mm-hmm. Didn't know who was shooting. And so my brother goes to the car, and he pulls out his gun, mm-hmm. and he's running around looking for who's shooting. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I have now opened my pants, and there's a hole this big in my mm-hmm. leg. And there's literally meat hanging out and the blood is sizzling and the jeans have burnt into the my leg. And oh so now, now I'm going into stray panic mode. <laughs> oh, my God. Lord, I'm about to lose a leg. <laughs> but so I yelled to my brother, can you get in the car? I got shot. So he gets in the car. I get in the car. And then we drive to his house and they call 911. Long story short is you don't know how you're going to react when a person pulls out a gun. You don't mm-hmm. know how you're going to react when you get shot or shot at. You don't know how to react. What you, what I've learned in that experience is stay calm, mm-hmm. stay focused, mm-hmm. and and stay committed to getting help. Mm-hmm. And I think after the show, what people didn't see when the cameras were off, we came in here, we shut the door, mm-hmm. and we had a conversation. Are you cool? Everybody cool? We good? Yeah, yeah. Because it was like shocking. Yeah. Um. And I think it's easy for people who sit back and judge. Oh, you shouldn't do this. Shouldn't do that. Shouldn't do that. The fact that we got through and the fact that everybody's still safe, I feel like we did what we needed to do.
1: I agree. I agree with that.
0: So yeah, boom, gang, bitch. (laughs) Let's talk about the gym. Yeah, I don't like it.
1: (laughs) It hurts. Uh, You don't say.
0: (laughs) I'm back in the gym and it hurts. Yeah, a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. The first, uh, the first couple of weeks of working out, especially, it just it's painful. Even I don't like the feeling. And I've been doing it for well over two decades. But like, if I take a hiatus and then I Come back to the gym. Oh, I'm walking like I got no knees. You know, like just. Uh, so when painful. you get
0: back in, what what do we do? Do you just go into it really hard and just stay consistent, or do you ease mm, into it?
1: I you I learned long time ago you ease okay. into something, and that doesn't mean that you just do all cardio. You know, you should really do just, some weights. You should do well. You don't even need to. You really can just do a lot of you know plyometrics and calisthenics with are uh, using only body weight. In all actuality, you should be able to support your body weight before you're lifting any weights. That's just my personal philosophy. But um I like to ease back into things because I know how just I know how painful it is. Like the lactic acid buildup in your muscles, that's what makes you sore. So I just go get a lot of Advil. And, or a leave. That's, that's my drug of choice. I got and, Excedrin. Yeah, no, Excedrin's for headaches.
0: Oh, that's what I'm getting. Okay. <laughs> because I'm changing my diet, too. So, going, yeah. like, literally, I changed my diet and changed and started working out. Yeah. And I think my body low-key went into a shock. So, I'll have to shout out my friend, Lee Charm. He moved here He moved here from New York for a little bit to get mm. back in the gym with me. Mm. So, we're both at Equinox working out. And, uh, and side note, to people who were in the comments about what I said about being in the locker room looking at the naked guys... <laughs> Can I just tell you half the shit I say on the show is for entertainment. I don't have the time in the gym to be running around looking at people in the locker room. I don't even want to be in the fucking gym, let alone walking around. Because there is the whole Me Too movement going on. And I don't want to get picked up as being a predator. I am not in the locker room looking at people. I literally go in, use the restroom, wash my face. Sometimes clean out my ears because they got Q-tips. That's Mm -hmm. a real fancy as you know. Equinox, yeah. Uh, place, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm not in there looking for people. But anyway, um, I think my body went into shock okay why because i started getting heart palpitations and then you told me i was such a
1: hypochondriac then you told me
0: i was having heart failure and for a whole week i was having anxiety which i really thought i was having a heart attack i
1: think it's self-caused you just need to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth
0: i was sitting in the dark one day meditating doing that bullshit and i felt stupid
1: I, i feel so good if i'm like stressed out and getting upset and just all gnarly and stuff i'm like melissa bring your fucking shoulders down off of your ears I won't say
0: it is a good escape.
1: Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth.
0: It is in a good escape nose. to be able yeah. to go to the gym and spend that time detached from your phone and just working. I mean, the weights, I have no problem. So I'm in the gym and I'm pushing all the way and, and Lee's like, damn, you're strong. You can lift all the weight." Lifting the weights and doing the workout is not the problem. Now, I ain't going to lie, the plank I tried to do the other day. So I get on the ground to do this plank. Mm-hmm. I did like two planks.
1: Mm-hmm. How long?
0: Like 30 seconds. Okay. But then I quit. I was like, fuck that. I don't want to do this. Okay. So, I went and, did, went and did some more chest and arms. We do this 20 thing called 28, where you basically lift seven times different ways, mm-hmm. and it burns your arms up. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can do it, but I just am not motivated to do anything that's just it's
1: too hard cause right you now. Pain? Right. I'll I do the you. pain.
0: I got the pain. But the planks, it was just like I felt stupid being on the floor. The floor didn't look as clean. I was just over it. So, <laughs> okay, I just didn't so do a
1: point. Just working. That might not be your thing. You have to find what your thing is.
0: But I've done planks before. I just feel like I need to, like, get in the rhythm of the gym again. Just going consistently, doing, you know, I do What are you
1: doing once you get into the gym? As soon as I
0: get to the gym, the first thing I do is I go look at boys. Okay. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) playing. What I do when I get to the gym is I literally do 30 minutes of cardio on the treadmill. Okay. So I walk one minute, run one minute, rock one minute, and I just keep getting my heart rate up and down and really doing that. And it warms me up and it gets me... I get into a really good, comfortable place. Okay. Then, depending on if we're doing arms and chest, we'll go do the bench press, and we'll do all the circuit weights, and we'll do dumbbells, and we'll do uh, the 20 thing I told you. So the whole upper body is good. Legs, we have our leg workouts. I hate, the things I hate is squats. Mm. I hate fucking squats.
1: Squats are a great exercise. They're a compound movement. So they work out your entire body. If you're doing them the right way, they work out everything. I
0: hate the Stairmaster.
1: Okay, first of all, I'm going to say you're spending too much time on cardio. A warm-up is not 30 minutes, okay? I then, know, but
0: that's not my warm-up. I'm just doing my cardio. Should, okay. should I do 10 minutes of warm-up, Yeah. go work out, then come back and do 20 minutes of cardio? Yes,
1: you should actually be doing what's called HIT. It's um, high-intensity high intensity yeah. training. Yeah, high-intensity interval training. I'm going to save that for
0: Hino. Okay. Hollywood hit Hino.
1: Well, I mean, Lee knows all about that. Look at Lee's body. He knows all about hit. And that's what you should be doing. That's a way more effective exercise and you spend less time in the gym doing it. You just have to, it's just way more intense for a short amount of time.
0: I won't do hit with Lee because he lets me say no. I need to be with a trainer that will push me to the yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But anyway, so you're in the gym.
1: Yeah, I've been in the gym, you know, working out with Hino and uh, just you know, doing your hot yoga and stuff like that. Just trying to stave off the effects of alcohol.
0: <laughs> so you came in here really calm today and I thought maybe you, you're doing Zanny or something.
1: No, 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 no. I've actually, when he, when Boonk was talking about Zanny bars, I was like, what the fuck is a Zanny Xanax. bar? No, I, it, so then somebody had to educate me. I was like, Oh, okay. Somebody gave me one of those. What so actually looks like a chocolate bar, like these three little bars and one, like whatever. Um, I don't know how he's doing that and surviving. I took, I clipped off one for my flight to like back here from Australia, 14 and a half hours. I slept about 12 of them. How do you function on that?
0: Can I tell you that there was a time that I had really bad lower back pain because uh-huh. I was in a car accident. Yeah. I was at a friend's house. They were having a cookout. Yeah. And she says to me, you know, I got something for that. And I said, what is it? She said, I have Xanax. I was like, okay, give it to me. And then the pill looked like aspirin. Yeah. So I don't know Xanax, Bayer. Yeah. Yeah. Excedrin. Yeah. I didn't know what Xanax was at the time. Right. I take the pill. Mm-hmm. I will never forget sitting there and slobber just <laughs> drooling out my mouth. <laughs> like unintentionally slobber. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Um, I was so high and unfunctional. I couldn't. Yes. It's unfunctional. No. No. Not dysfunctional yeah. no, wouldn't the, be right. Dysfunctional. I was unable to function. You were
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> slobber just.
0: Have you ever just had slobber just and not just a drip like just slobber. Just. Well, when I'm
1: sleeping, I wake up. I'm like, ugh. Thank God nobody's here to see that.
0: Or or when you're given a proper hip blowjob.
1: That part too. Yeah. Okay,
0: but the, yeah. yeah, the Zanny thing. I don't understand the Zanny lean movement, the candies all that. I
1: don't I don't understand it either. But no, I um I I like I have THC oil. It's like really really thick and black. And uh, just like I like my man, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> and you just kind of dip a cute, a, a not a q tip, like a toothpick into it and take the littlest bit out. It will have you laid out for like 12 hours. And it also helps with like, you know, aches and pains and stuff like that. So. Well, I want my holistic shit.
0: Well, you look very... Yeah, your hair looks holistic. Yeah, it's I It's very earthy. Yeah. You're I, back to that. That's I, the vibe?
1: It's only for a month. I'm just giving my <laughs> scalp a chance to breathe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> breathe on, nigga. Breathe on. Exactly. Okay, so what's going on in the world? Let's talk about real shit.
1: Um, okay, well, we have to talk about Hawaii. So, Hawaii got a false alarm that there was a ballistic missile. And... OK, there's so many angles to talk about this. OK, so imagine you're chilling. I
0: was just in Hawaii. You were just
1: in Hawaii. You were just in Hawaii. Yeah. So imagine you're just chilling, having, you know, Sunday brunch with the fam and stuff like that. You look at your phone because all you hear is eh, 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 and you see it. And you think, oh, Amber Alert, whatever. Um, impending missile uh, about to hit Hawaii. Look for cover. Evacuate immediately. I'm sorry. Where the fuck are we going? We are in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Where are we going? When's this missile hitting me? Oh my God. People were shoving babies in storm drains. Like were they really? Yes. People were freaking out, crying, calling all over the world. I'm sorry. I never said I loved you. Like, can you imagine what that's like?
0: You know what made, you know what it made me think about? <laughs> what? I don't run.
1: <laughs> you would have been running that yeah. motherfucking day
0: <laughs> I saw people running with in pure hysteria uh. Through the streets So that means restaurants, bills didn't get paid No And they, I saw a photo Did you see the image of Magic Johnson and Diana Ross In the basement of a hotel with guests? Like with regular guests? <laughs>
1: that's that's when the, that's the, when you, when, wait, when the playing that's, field gets leveled Like a mofo That's when you know yeah.
0: It's really real yeah. Magic Johnson and Diana Ross are sitting there with you Because you're all about to die Yeah
1: yeah, That's that, crazy. The
0: crazy thing is if you really know your history, look at Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Remember, the guy watching the screens and the monitors yeah. saw the jets coming over to bomb us yeah. and thought it was a training thing. From, yeah, training it was exercised. an error in yeah. Hawaii. Yeah. And then we really got bombed. Yeah, This thing went on for 30 minutes. And it yeah. wasn't just phones. It was sirens. It was uh, alerts on screens. Yeah. It was across all... Yeah, The whole, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I would have done.
1: Yeah, it was like an uh, an employee hit the wrong button. I'm sorry. That particular button, why is it not encased in glass and you need like a key that's hung around the neck of somebody else? You know what I mean? To get to that button. False alarm. And then the government's response to what happened was, oh, sorry. Whoops.
0: And they relocated the employee. You know, shout out to everybody in and out getting fired for being late to work. I feel like if you can be late to in and out and lose your job, if you can set off a notification to the entire state of Hawaii that bombs are coming to blow them up and get relocated, but you can't be late to in and out. This world is fucked up.
1: Mm, Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: what would you have done?
1: (laughs) You know, I've been on a plane that dropped like suddenly and the turbulence was like really gnarly. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what? I'm ready. It's been a good it's it's been a good life. I I had other plans, but I just make peace inside my head. I don't go into hysterics. Like I'm just You stay that calm? I sweat the small shit, okay? When somebody cuts me off in traffic, I'm grabbing change out of the, you know, cup holder and I'm chasing you down the street and I'm throwing it at your car and fucking up your paint job but let there be like a huge catastrophe happening. And I am the picture of Zen.
0: Okay. I got a story. <laughs> one day I'm coming back from New York city. I don't do well on planes with turbulence at all because right. I, every plane ride I'm on, even I was just on Southwest the other day mm-hmm. flying from fuck Southwest, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> I was flying from uh, Vegas and it was mm-hmm. turbulent. But one time I was coming back from uh, New York yeah. and there was this guy sitting next to me, an older white guy with mm-hmm. gray hair mm-hmm. The middle seat was open. He was sitting at the end.
1: Yeah.
0: And the turbulence started. And I mean, it was so bad. We were flying through a storm. Mm-hmm. The plane was almost sideways, mm-hmm. shaking ridiculously. <laughs> the cart for the drinks yeah. had uh, fallen over. So all the drinks were rolling down the aisle.
1: That's really bad turbulence. The
0: lights were flickering on and oh, off. Oh, you guys were going to die. And we're jump, we're dropping too. Yeah. Him. I know we're dying.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> this motherfucker next to me
1: yeah.
0: puts his headphones in turns up his music and he's just dancing. Uh-huh. I snatched it out of his ears and was like, "No, we're not doing that. We're fucking dying." <laughs> I need to know that everybody around me is as terrified as I am when the plane's going down. <laughs> I literally, and Lee will tell you, I will wake him up out of his sleep when we have to. I rest know, this is why. Because I, I need th- to know that we all know that we're dying.
1: No, this is why I like to have my own row away <laughs> from you on a plane because that's how you are. Let there be like a little bit of turbulence. He's put that big paw right on my hand. I'm like, oh, my God. Jason, but you know, as when we
0: went to Japan, you saw I came over to your seat.
1: I know that. What I was you, like, what, what you doing? <laughs> Sleeping.
0: Oh, okay. Just checking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm not good on planes, but shout out to Hawaii. Y'all need to get your shit together. Can you imagine if we get bombed from another country, though?
1: I mean, with the you know, with the hot, with the Cheeto in the in the White Office, the uh, White House, I mean, yeah. you know, White <laughs> Office. White
0: well, Office. speaking of the White <laughs> Office, our command our Cheeto in charge yeah. is uh being <laughs> accused of racism.
1: No. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here.
0: So apparently he is in the news because he called Haiti and Africa shithole countries.
1: Yeah, well, he's an idiot because he called Africa a country. But OK, we'll just skate right over that part. But he did. He called them shit. So then Republican senators like he did not use that language. So there's like a he said, no, she said. No, no, One said.
0: said he did. Yeah. Two. One said he didn't. And two said they don't recall. And now they're saying he didn't.
1: my God. Well, maybe they're getting paid off like the stripper who he was or the porn star he was chasing around at a party in 2006. I mean, he's just always in the news for the most for the craziest stuff. Like Obama couldn't have gotten away with a a one one hundredth of the things he's gotten away with. It's just it's kind of unbelievable. So there's this porn star by the name of Stormy Daniels. Of course it is. And she says that Donald Trump jokingly chased her around in his underwear back when they partied in 2006. I don't really know how relevant this is to the I, conversation I, now. It's 2006. You were porn gonna, star. He was chasing his underwears. It, it seems like this was the theme of what was going on back Can then. I say
0: something? Now, this Me Too movement, I am all for it. Yeah. But it's getting out of control now. So you can't chase somebody around in your underwear?
1: Well, I don't think that she is. Because uh,
0: I know one thing for sure, and I've said it on this show. Yeah. I'm going to be in trouble at some point.
1: You might be, um, but I don't think that uh, this, I don't think that this is like part of the Me Too movement. I think that this is just some chick wanting to, you know, disparage his already, you know, flawed character. Um, so, but the word on the street is that he paid her one hundred thirty thousand dollars in hush money.
0: Listen, at this point, is, does anything surprise you with Donald Trump? I feel like we are so far away from what the president in the Oval Office or the White House or the office of the president looks like that yeah. I don't even. It's like the worst reality show in history. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been I've ever seen a president, a sit, a sitting president, be asked if they were a racist.
1: Yeah.
0: Even with Bush and the response to yeah. Iraq and all that, yeah. he wasn't called a racist. I mean, people may have thought, I mean, well, Kanye West said he was uh he didn't like black yeah. people, yeah. Yeah. but he wasn't called by the press, he wasn't asked. Are yeah. you a racist?
1: Never, never. Kanye said um, "Bush, uh, President Bush doesn't care about, about black people, but nobody came out and said he was a racist. No, people say, no, Donald Trump is a racist. Yeah. He's a racist. But and-
0: before he got elected, we knew he was sued by his African-American tenants.
1: Yeah, for being a slumlord.
0: We can't ask about his relationships with Russia because he told us before he got elected, I'm not showing you my taxes. Yeah. So we already knew he was a fuck boy. Mm-hmm. So why, so should we just stop caring at this point?
1: Well, we can't because he like has the keys to you know <laughs> nuclear war, <laughs> yeah, to, to nuclear weapons and shit, and he's trying to increase that program. Did you see
0: in the news where he said him and Kim Jong un are cool?
1: No, I didn't see that.
0: Yeah, he just said recently that that they're they're having good conversations.
1: He doesn't. He
0: One d- day it's like pure enemies will blow you up and kill your whole country, mm-hmm. and mind you, we're talking about human life here. Yeah. And the next day we're best friends. I don't know. I'm confused.
1: Yeah. No, he's 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 kind of unbelievable. Is there um. Is there anything that you would pay somebody to keep on the hush-hush?
0: No, I mean, I'm pretty much an open book. I don't think that there's anything that I would pay somebody to... How
1: about back in the day? Was there a secret that you were trying to hold on to that nobody knew?
0: No, I don't think so. You?
1: Nope. No.
0: not Nothing. I don't regret anything. I mean, mm-mm.
1: I can't think of one single thing that could come out that would be like well, okay, my undoing. Well, okay, there's
0: one thing. And I don't know that it's that relevant, but mm. I used to be friends with this girl
1: mm.
0: and I had sex with her boyfriend <laughs> for, cause he had a music collection. <clears throat>
1: that's why he had sex with him? Cause he had a mu- music collection? Yeah. He
0: gave it to me. <laughs> <So> that <laughs> that's was, prostitution. That's kind of ho shit, right? <laughs> yeah, a
1: little bit.
0: <laughs> but that's not the embarrassing part. <laughs> okay. We had sex in a motel six. Um,
1: that's kind of sexy a little bit. No. Okay.
0: Dirty cockroaches, not working AC.
1: Well, that means that you guys were really passionate about each other, right? I was broke. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm just trying to find the silver lining. There is in, in, no silver lining. I, know, I, don't, I don't even
0: regret that. I listen. Everything I've done and everything I've been through has made me who I am. So mm-hmm. God bless everybody that's gone through with me. What else is going on?
1: Right. Okay. Well, your friend um, uh, Danielle Brigoli. <laughs> she's
0: not my friend. Okay. Well, you I like. I met her. the girl one time. I, I can't even say I like her. Mm-hmm. What I find fascinating by her is she's a girl. Who was rude to her mother.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And out of that, she's now a superstar online. She has a record deal. She's getting paid thousands and thousands of dollars.
1: Tens of thousands of dollars. She
0: paid her mother's home off at the age of 14. So that's fascinating to me. Yeah. It's fascinating how you can just be a shitty little person and fuckery can get you rich. It makes me sit up and wonder, like, what kind of shit do I need to do? run around and say boom gang, pull guns (laughs) on people, call my mama a hoe and a bitch. What do I have to do? To get the bag these
1: I, days. I I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is that she um, dissed Iggy Azalea in her High Bitch remix and called her an old hoe. And if Iggy <laughs> Azalea is an old hoe, well, then I must have one foot in the motherfucking grave. <laughs> I hate when people throw the word old around. I'm like, that is very subjective. How old is Iggy? Like 27? <laughs> Are you, really?
0: Is this the first all white rat beef?
1: I think. No. Wait. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's definitely old white girl, rap beef. Um, but yeah, so she wants everybody to stop comparing her to Iggy Azalea. Was the comparisons even being made? Did I? Was I asleep?
0: Do you realize that nowadays on social media, it's not about what's really happened and it's just happening. It's just about saying what's happening. Yeah. I can go on there right now and say hi, bitch, yeah. to somebody, and now all of a sudden we're in a big beef. Right. I don't know.
1: Right. What well, is this
0: world coming to?
1: Well, she she calls her an old hoe, and she calls her washed, and she wants people to stop making the comparison between the two of them, and in the diss she raps, bitch, don't compare me to Iggy. That old hoe is washed, and I'm lit. Wouldn't pay her to wash my whip. Okay, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> you don't even have a license, little girl.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't. So Iggy has not responded. <laughs> I'm waiting with bated breath to hear it though.
0: Are you really? No, not really. Okay. This I'm so over this report. Can we talk about something <laughs> yeah. else? Shout out to both of them. Danielle's getting her money. Iggy has a song I heard coming out with the song with Drake. Okay, well she has new music on the way. I, Iggy, if she can just get one hit, she might be she might have a chance. She has Even though we live fancy. A, a new hit. Oh. At least Cardi B is still, Cardi B, it's. A, we live in a Cardi world at this point. Yes, we do. Cardi B is going to get a Grammy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then there's another big thing coming up with Cardi that I found out about that I can't tell. And people are going to be like, you're supposed to tell. I can't tell. Mm. But she has another really big thing coming that's going to be big.
1: Okay, so it's looking like 2018 is also her year.
0: Cardi ain't playing. She's coming out swinging.
1: I love it. I love it. Okay, well, um, Ray J is being sued for $30 million.
0: Damn. Yeah.
1: For yeah. what? Um, so he's being sued because of those. Remember how he was, you know, kind of selling those electronic scooter bikes yes. and whatnot? Yes, scooter bike. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So a man named John Paul is suing him for $30 million. He claims that Ray was supposed to become an investor and celebrity endorser of this alleged business, but he launched his own okay. um, competing business to axe Gene out of the mix. So he felt like he was blindsided and has since filed a lawsuit. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes.
0: Well, good luck. Yeah. Listen, I didn't have a scooty bike. Ray J told me he was going to give me one. And since he didn't, I ain't got no opinion about that. Good luck. Everybody, $30 yeah. million dollars is a lot of money.
1: Do you feel, um, have you, do you feel like you've ever had an idea that somebody stole? Cause that's what Gene, Absolutely. John Paul is saying mm-hmm. that he, okay. there's a
0: really well-known TV producer. I'm not going to say her name. Uh, I pitched a show to her a long time ago. And matter of fact, I was at Claudia Jordan's house and pitched the show to her, made a deck and everything. Mm-hmm. And she loved the show. And then a few, maybe a year later, mm-hmm. I saw a version of it pop up on TV. It failed, though, because she got it wrong. Mm-hmm. But she tried it. Of course.
1: Can you say what the show was?
0: Um, it was a show centered around people who gossip.
1: Uh,
0: I'm not going to say anymore because you will find out who it is. I'll tell you a break.
1: Okay. All right. Well. But
0: nonetheless, you know, yeah. not no no bad blood because if you're creative, you can create something else. But I've I've definitely, I mean, this city is notorious for raping people of their ideas. Mm-hmm. Of course, right. Have you?
1: Have I ever had an idea stolen? Yeah. Um, I definitely get my captions off my off my Instagram page stolen. People, <laughs> you know, take them as their own. Um, but no, I don't think so. I don't. I oh, there
0: was another idea, huh? Uber.
1: You had the idea for Uber. Well,
0: I just had an—I had anger at taxi drivers not picking me up, <laughs> and thought, "Damn, we need a solution to this." So I thought about the problem. I didn't find out the solution. Okay. Well, could you imagine if you created Uber? Mm. Life would be so good right now.
1: Yeah, we probably wouldn't be here right now. We'd be on like on one of our fabulous yachts mm. in like the Maldives or something. Well,
0: shout out to Kay Michelle. She texted me the other day. She was supposed to come on the show this week, but mm-hmm. she's recovering from surgery.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you hear about that? I Yeah, I heard that she had been planning to get her assets <laughs> reduced. Yeah. Um. So she's not the only one that's gone under the knife or going under the knife. Amber Rose has decided that she's going to get a breast reduction surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Kay Michelle says that she's gone through her surgery to reduce some of her butt. So- I really wanted to come on because I want to ask her about it. Like, did she have, like, shots or the full-fledged implant? Like, because her booty was, I mean. Huge. It's Booty so fat you could see it from the front. <laughs> it was right here. Okay?
0: She didn't have a big old butt.
1: I And she's really, really a very diminutive small girl, short. So, you know, there's not a lot of weight distribution there. You know, the, I thought her butt was kind of overpowering her frame. So, I've. I think it's a wise decision, but definitely want to talk to her about it. Yeah.
0: Is there anything on your body that's caused a distraction? Your ass has been distracting, right?
1: You know, sometimes I'll see a reflection of myself in the mirror, like from behind. I won't know it's me. I'm like, God damn, that bitch's ass is huge. And I'm like, oh, God, that's mine. I need to go on a diet.
0: But your ass has been good to you.
1: Yeah, get but get you a lot of attention. It's been a it's been an it's been an uphill battle. It's been a love-hate relationship that I've had with it, you know, just because when I was younger and my, you know, perception of beauty was long and thin girls, like long thin legs, skinny knees, you know, smaller, you know, physical attributes, I thought I was fat, you mm. know, and it just it was painful. Wendy yeah. Williams
0: said something interesting on her show this week. She said she's been skinny-shamed. She said that on The View. She was skinny-shamed. Is there a such thing as skinny-shaming? I have never heard of skinny-shaming.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've I've had girlfriends who were um, really, really, really thin. Um, you know, whenever they talk about working out and stuff like that, people will be like, what do you have to work out for? Blah, blah, blah. It's just like, well, I'm trying to be healthy, and I'm trying to gain muscle when they w- they're not allowed to have a complaint. But Wendy Williams used to be, you know, she was fat. Yeah, she was. She was hefty, you know, and she's lost a lot of weight. But I guess so. The, she's
0: been fat shamed and skinny shamed. Yeah. So I guess the Damn. skinny
1: shaming is people saying that you you went too far on the opposite end of the spectrum and lost too much weight, you know. So, I don't. Know. How
0: did she lose all her butt and everything?
1: Uh, I don't know what Wendy's regimen is. <laughs> How she eats. (laughs) She has some big
0: old breasts, though.
1: She does. Yeah. I love Wendy Williams. Yeah, we do love Wendy Williams. So
0: tell your Wendy Williams story when you went on the show.
1: Oh, my God. Um, My mouth was as dry as cotton. I was so fucking scared. I really was. This is before she was on TV. Um, Before she had her show on VH1, this is when she was on WBLS in New York City on uh, 107.5 WBLS. And so I was going up there and I, you know, done music videos, but I wasn't on BET yet and I was just terrified. So I was like, okay, what's my what's my plan of action? How am I gonna diffuse this bomb in front of me? You know, so when I got on the show, before she could really get a word out, my strategy was just to like just lay it on super thick. I really was a fan of hers, and I really had read her book like two or three times. So I just led with what the truth was, like that I'd never seen her in person. She was very striking in person. I read your book three times and I'm a huge fan. And I guess I kind of diffused the bomb slightly. She was really, really nice to me. Mm. Yeah,
0: I want to do an interview with Wendy Williams. She's you, brilliant. Is she really?
1: Yeah, she's. You, you and her would get along like peas and carrots.
0: You think so? But she says she doesn't really befriend people. Mm. Maybe so she could stay authentically in her place. Because yeah. I feel like as much as we're authentically, I don't really feel compelled to not be me with a person.
1: I don't feel like she would be able to conduct the interviews that she does and also talk about people the way that she does if she was friends with them. Can you Mm, imagine if she was friends with... Sierra or Ashanti, she shits on them with regularity.
0: Well, the other day, I don't know if you caught this, but uh, Wendy Williams interviewed Lindsay Lohan, and she had talked about her like 140 times on her show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they showed a clip of all the times she's talked about, it, and it was a lot. Yeah. What I loved about it is that she kept it real, though. She asked a lot of uncomfortable questions. I mean, yeah. you know, I feel like in this space, it's easy for people to be labeled messy. I can't tell you how many times people come to me and say, oh, my God, you're messy, you're messy, you're messy. Yeah. I feel like I have a messy job, but so do janitors. We don't get mad at them for cleaning up shit on (laughs) iTunes. I feel like we ask the questions people want to know. So if you don't want to know that messy shit, quit thinking it, and then we won't ask
1: it. Right. Yeah. So um, Aziz Ansari is the latest to be dragged into the hashtag MeToo, hashtag Time's Up movement as somebody who's been accused of um, predatory behavior. It was an article that was written in this um, uh, publication called Babe, And this woman who agreed to tell the story um, if they kept her anonymous, which I don't really agree with, because if you're accusing somebody of something like this, everybody has the right to face their accuser. However, she goes on to describe um, meeting Aziz Ansari, um, who's got that very successful TV show, Master of None. He just won a Golden Globe for um, Best Lead Actor. Um, She basically met him at at an award show party last year. Um... They hit it off, they exchanged numbers, they were texting and whatnot. Um, And then back in New York, that's when they went out on a date. So she went to his house, he lives in Tribeca. She went to his apartment, they had some wine. The story makes a point to say that she was, you know, that she prefers white wine, but he gave her red, almost as like, bitch you gonna drink this motherfucking red wine. No. So then they go out to this restaurant And, you know, they're eating and whatnot, but she says that he seemed to be hurrying through the dinner and asking for the check. Now, meanwhile, this is all perception, okay? Because who knows if this is actually fact. They go back to his place, and I've read the account of what happened. You know, she's up on a marble countertop. There's some oral sex that happens between the two of them. He goes down on her. She goes down on him. She he keeps doing something called the claw where he puts his fingers in her mouth and then I guess diddles her or whatever the case is. Okay.
0: What where's where this story I know. going? I, this, no, they're doing a lot.
1: They're doing the most. Okay. No, they're
0: they're sexually involved.
1: Yes, they're doing the most. Once you,
0: know? you put my your mouth on my dick, or once I put my mouth on your in his case, vagina. <laughs> why are, what is going on?
1: So later on, um, she texts him. Um, or he texts her, you know, great night, whatever else.
0: Nice fingering you. You know, just whatever. he
1: just he kept it light and like I had a great time, whatever else. And she was just like, I don't really know how you processed last night, but that's not the way that I processed last night. And she basically, you know, says how uncomfortable she was and he didn't pick up on her nonverbal cues. Girl, what man picks up on nonverbal cues? Okay, y'all basically act like, huh, when we're talking straight to your face, but you want this guy to pick up on your nonverbal cues? I'm sorry. From I'm reading this Wait, thing. so
0: while she was okay. So yeah. I've never known that there's a nonverbal cue that you don't want to suck my dick when my dick's in your mouth. So when was the nonverbal what is a nonverbal cue when the dick's in your mouth? I feel
1: like the nonverbal cue would biting would be biting it. <laughs>
0: No, but what is the nonverbal cue when you're sucking somebody's dick?
1: I don't know. Are you
0: blinking? Like It
1: it would be so... That would be... That's like step 20. You know what I mean? There's so many steps in between a penis being in your mouth.
0: No, I will say, To express,
1: I don't want this. No, I
0: will say, once the dick's in your mouth, you should go all the way. I don't understand half sex. Yeah. You can't do half of it and not want to do all of it. Okay,
1: so there's more. So anyways she gets on her group chat and all her girls get her riled up. Girl, you were you were sexually assaulted. Your friends, you need you need new friends, okay? And so the reason why the story comes out is because he was just, you know, he just won the Golden Globe for Master of None and he had the Times Up pin on his lapel. Okay. She found it cringeworthy that he would actually, you know, make it seem like he's one of the supporters of this movement and that he's a male feminist and blah, blah, blah. And he did this to her. Girl, you had a bad date. It happens to all of us. <laughs> well, there was the reporter us.
0: that came out and basically put so, her on blast, Ashley right?
1: Banfield, who I am a really big She's fan of. She's on CNN? She's uh, CNN, HLN, same okay. thing. Um and she basically wrote an open letter to the girl that basically said, honey, you had a bad date, okay? You're, you're 22 years old, you're an adult. You can speak up for yourself. And when, when she was kind of acting a little, you know, hey, we might be moving a little bit too fast. He's like, okay, cool, let's chill then. But he's gonna keep on going because you didn't say I'm leaving. If you're really uncomfortable with what's happening, be out. There's nobody holding you there, or just say no, or say no. I don't want to. Behold the no. I don't want this. Please stop. This this pretty much (laughs) unless you're like a a rapist, you know. If unless you're a predator and you're like I'm going to totally take advantage of you, guys are going to be like you know what hashtag me too. Don't want the problems. They're going to walk away from this, especially Aziz Ansari, who makes it a point to um, you know carry on that kind of conversation about. Um, sexual assault, like he had one show where he wanted to investigate what's it like if you have like a really, you know, popular figure like a Bill Cosby. And then you find out that the person's really, not to say this about Bill Cosby, but the person's really like a creep and they have this sort of what, about, what about the
0: other comedian that was in the news who apparently asked girls if they, wanted, if they wanted to see his dick and they said, yeah, and he pulled it out. Well, Louis C.K. So K. then why, why is he a part of the Me Too movement? He,
1: uh, that was Matt Damon's point and he got eviscerated for that shit because he was trying to say that there, there's there's, difference. there's a
0: distinction between Harvey Weinstein and him.
1: Yeah, there's, there's a distinction. So in at him.
0: this point, the yeah. whole movement's so dangerous you can't even have an opinion.
1: It's because it has become so convoluted and it's just p- being painted with such like a broad stroke that it's just like if i was a victim of sexual assault, you know, unwanted sexual contact, somebody grabbed my head and tried to put it on their on their dick and i'm saying no 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 the whole way down, don't come don't little girl, don't you dare compare what the hell happened to me t- with this bad date that happened to you. I would be Are you talking about a real life story? No, i would be pissed. I'm just i'm just thinking from the standpoint of somebody who, you know, has to share that not spotlight, but it's like yeah,
0: share that spotlight share with people attention. who are trying to hijack it for attention.
1: Girl, you overplayed your hand, okay, and you sound a little entitled.
0: And I think to all the women out there who are thinking of playing that card for notoriety, notoriety, just know what you're doing. You're actually harming real victims,
1: exactly, because
0: you're making people then say this is just the wolf that cried. This is the the whatever they cried wolf. Exactly, this is not like real. they're
1: they're talking about you know like everybody. Liam Neeson said it was like a compared it to a rich, witch hunt. Not really.
0: So I had lunch yesterday with a friend and he's been in the industry for years and he's worked with A-list people. And I said to him, what do you think of this Me Too movement and everything going on? Mm -hmm. And he said to me, Hollywood's going to be on notice for the next year, maybe two. Yeah. And then it'll be right back to what it was. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that?
1: Mm.
0: For people that aren't in Hollywood and that don't work in Hollywood and that don't live in Hollywood, it is a very different culture. Yeah. So the industry is very different. I don't know. I hope that it changes. Yeah. I don't know that it will change.
1: Well, what's crazy is that this story buried a story that actually should have had attention drawn to it. There's this actress named Eliza Eliza Dushku, and um, she reported that she was molested while on set when she was 12 years old by um, a lighting technician or something like that. But the story never caught any wings because everybody was paying attention to this, you know, anonymous woman who, you know, babe called Grace The publication Babe Called Grace. And basically what's happened is Aziz Ansari's career is now being, you know, like he's being maligned and his career is being derailed. People are calling for his head and his show being canceled and stuff.
0: Did his show get canceled?
1: No, I don't think it's been canceled. Oh, they're just
0: calling for it to be
1: canceled. Yeah, there's, you know, the critics, everybody's like up in arms and whatnot. But I mean, it's just, I don't know. This is the one, this is a story. I read this and I was like, this sounds like a girl. First of all, when I was reading what happened, she was in full pursuit of him Mm -hmm. at the party okay he wasn't even trying to give her any heat she kept going over to him Mm -hmm. she was on a date at the party so to fans so so to
0: fans when you have a bad fan experience when drake doesn't want to give you a hug when future doesn't want to take your number yeah they're still probably gonna take your number but whenever that experience happens just remember like these people are out protecting their legacies they're protecting their bank accounts you can't even really Talk to anybody no more without having an allegation.
1: I think that she, I think what she was really upset about was that he didn't say, you know, there's just something special about you. And I think that, you know, I want to, like, I want to date you and see where this goes. I think that she just, she was a little upset. Man,
0: she was sucking his dick. Oh, let's I move mean, on. I don't want to talk about this girl no more. Okay. So that brings me to ask you, how would you handle a bad first date?
1: No, me, I've me, walked
0: out. Me personally... <laughs> Do you let me ask you the question. All do right. you feel compelled to tell the person that you're on a bad first date or do you or do you let them have some type of save some type of face and just let it go away and never? Yeah,
1: go back? I'm I'm such a sucker that way that I just, you know, and I'm I'm a diplomacy artist like I've been conditioned, so I'll ride it out I've been on a date. With give some, me a first.
0: Give me an example of a bad first date. I've
1: been on a date with somebody that looks so fucking dead behind the eyes. I was I. I wanted to gouge my own out with a fucking spoon, <laughs> like trying to make conversation with this person was literally I was literally like racking my brain because he just it was like I had to interview him. And I'm like. Hold on I'm the prize here You are supposed to court me Why am I But why I... can't women court men But he Cause he's the one That was pursuing me <laughs> So wait. But
0: so he baited you Into a date And then wanted you To fight for it
1: I was like <laughs> What the And his eyes were super blue too. So I really felt like I was staring into the abyss. (laughs) Like, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait. Waiter, I need a drink. Listen, bring the bottle.
0: I will never forget this time. I showed up on the first date. Mm -hmm. I did try the date thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I show up at the date really excited, like a kid in Christmas. Yeah. Because this beautiful gift is agreed to go on a date. Uh To show up and be so bored in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. I literally just said, I ain't going to go nowhere with this. So I'm out. Yeah. And I just left. Mm. Is that bad? Uh, I paid the bill.
1: Then Okay. You don't want to waste your time. I don't want to
0: waste my time. Yeah. Where I'm at in life right now, I don't have time to waste. Well, how long what ago are, was this? This was a few years ago. Okay. Oh, now I don't even have the time. Okay. Now I I'm, I will show up and walk out. I'll just show up and turn around and leave.
1: Because yeah. I already
0: know. You can look at a motherfucker and tell you you're going to waste your time.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, that uh, that that kind of thing is just not happening to me anymore. Like, where I'm, like, staring into the abyss of somebody's, you know, fucking dead eyes and shit like that. I, I know I don't make those mistakes anymore. He seemed like a really nice guy. He was a really nice guy, just had the fucking personality of a sloth, you know? So, if,
0: would you take a really sexy guy with a bad personality? No,
1: no, fuck no. I'd rather a really have bad, ugly. Would
0: you have a great personality and an ugly guy?
1: Okay, how ugly are we talking though? Like he's just okay, no work. Not not
0: ugly to where you can't take him on a red carpet, but he'll just make him stand behind the carpet.
1: <laughs> um I mean, you know, not my my in-
0: I'm superficial as fuck. I know be, you are. You I know out. you are.
1: My roster is pretty impressive, but there's a couple of guys that like are in deep deep in the shadows that I'm not necessarily going to broadcast. <laughs> Mm. Well, God bless them. Okay,
0: well, look, this was a good recap for everybody watching. Please subscribe to our podcast. Subscribe on iTunes (laughs) iTunes and Google Play. And uh, again, thank you for all the comments and the the feedback about the Bunk interview. And Mm -hmm. yes, thank God we made it to see another show.
1: Yes, thank
0: God. Uh, Shout out to Gio. Hopefully everything works out for you, bro.
1: Yes. We're out. (laughs)
0: Peace.